there are things that unfortunately we've been lied to about, you know, um, because there's people who want to manipulate us just like they manipulated the enslaved people in the past. Right. Welcome back to Two Taboo, everybody. Hope everybody's been blessed out there with all this craziness going on. But um, I did have the pleasure of sitting down with Darnell Degon. He actually has a, a, a STEM engineering background, such as myself, and also has 20 years experience in the media industry, from online advertising to uh, working with the city, uh, city of University uh, of New York, and also University of California. But um, he's just somebody who was uh, open enough to have a candid conversation with me today, uh, speaking about a few topics uh, surrounding uh, the black church and, and uh, how it's came to be. So uh, not an expert, but just somebody, you know, like we said, none of them, just somebody who's not scared to ask the question and, and peel back the different layers of what their experience was. Um, so I hope you enjoy the conversation. So just uh, for starters, just I would just start off with, you know, your what your you define your faith as your spirituality as just describe your belief system, if any um, start from there. Yeah. So what I'll basically say is that uh, I grew up in a Catholic church, mm-hmm. um, Roman Catholic. I didn't really know what that meant growing up. Um, you know, you just always see the Roman Catholic church. Roman in front of it. Yeah. Again, I, I didn't really get the significance, but I grew up Roman Catholic, um, always questioning since I was younger, uh, what's going on. You know, what are we really learning? Yeah. You went but to Catholic time, school, too, like all, like through grade school. Yeah. You went to Catholic school, kindergarten yeah, all the way to high school. school. What was that like going to just schooling part, not even the church part, just the actual schooling? Because I I went straight public school my entire life. I've always wondered though, growing up in a in school revolved around the Bible. What was that like? So we did we did have church. We would go to the church, you know, in between classes. Okay. For whatever reason. Like right now it's about to be Easter Sunday tomorrow. Right. So I remember we would go to some type of mass in between classes. We did have religious studies. Religion, that's what it was called. Okay. Um, you know, topics would come up and they would talk to us about different things. And I can't tell you everything. I can't tell you everything because I don't remember everything. But I do remember when we had these conversations with the priest mm-hmm. um, and some of the nuns who were our teachers. Right. I would be questioning things, you know, like because I remember some of the conversations was that you're not supposed to take the na- Lord's name in vain, right? right? You're not supposed to say, "Oh my God." Right. But I remember people saying, "Oh my God," all the time. <laughs> you know, I'm like, what, "What are they talking about?" And yeah. then, um, you know, like in school, you hear people say, "Oh my God," all the time. In school, yeah. parents, teachers, things like that. So, you know, it, you know the contradictions. Just like when you're growing up and you you have your parents and you're like, wait, you told me not to do this, but you're doing it. Right. You know, right things right. like that. The contradictions. So that influenced how I think about um, religion and things like that, and just life. I really think that, and I'm going to finish what you were saying, but I really think that religion was something that's man-made. It definitely is man-made, right? Yeah. Religion is man-made, and Whoever the, was the leaders, they're the ones who decided this is the way I think we should be praising God. Right. This is the way we should be worshiping God. That's what I, that's my opinion. Um, because there's so many different versions. There's Lutheran. There's right, uh, and that's used. 
from today, just everything you experienced from growing up in a Catholic church to today, that's where you stand on, on that. That's how I feel. Right. That's how I feel. I feel like religion is supposed to be a stepping stone. Right. Just like our parents, they give us some type of understanding about what life is like. They teach us about, you know, what it's like to be in a family. They teach what it's like to interact with other people. Mm-hmm. And then you start to see that I'm not just like this person. Mm-hmm. I'm my own person. So I might do things a little differently. Right. But what they gave me was a good starting point. Right. And just to finalize that question that you were asking me, me, I'm not, I'm a spiritual person. I know a lot of people say that, but I'm a spiritual person. I don't, I don't, um, I can't say that I'm Christian. I've had Christians tell me I'm not Christian. <laughs> so, you know, like I follow and I appreciate, um, you know, the, the stories about Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. you know, the way he lived his life. Cause I learned a lot from that. I know what it was like growing up, learning from that. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, um, there's a lot of questions that I have, and I think those questions are good. And I think that the more questions I have, the better, because it, it's helping me on my journey, trying to decide, okay, what is it What is it that I don't understand now? Right. And being honest about it. I'll, I'll say this last thing is, um, just again, going back to the whole, the whole thing about going to a Catholic school, uh-huh. one of the things I remember them telling me is that you're not supposed to question. You're not supposed to not have faith. Having faith is just believing, and, and, you know, and just believing all the way. Yeah. And again, I know that everywhere teaches you about Christianity differently, but that was one of the things that um, bothered me because I'm like, wait, but I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I want. I want. Did you end up reading the Bible from the back while going through Catholic school? Is that one of no, the things? No, we, we read we read different passages d- at different times. So uh, because you're going to Catholic school from yeah from September to June, mm-hmm. they have plenty of passages to share with you. And then depending on what holiday is coming up, right? You know, you'll learn this or that. That sucks. And I, I, I remember that, that they y'all were, end up reading the whole Bible, like no, nah, like I no, we did. We definitely didn't read the whole Bible, oh, but man. we read a lot of the Bible. Yeah, and then we we had like these religion textbooks mm-hmm. where, just like a regular social studies textbook, I, I think that's the best one for me to compare it to. Right, it's like a social studies textbook. You know, it, it gives you different passages. I wish I had one now so I could really reflect back on what we were doing. Okay, it kind of breaks it but down yeah, to it has, science. It breaks the the. It breaks it down. Right. right. Okay. And I was because that's like the probably the biggest knock against Christians, like probably eighty percent. I haven't read the Bible like front to back, or even do read the Bible. Like you know what I'm saying. Like so, I'm just now for the first time, as long as I've considered myself Christian, um, making it an intentional effort to read the Bible like front to back. And um, and I don't say that to say from a mindset of if you do, that means you're some type of better Christian. It just means that you actually know from what the thing that you believe so strongly about you've actually looked at the pages you know what i'm saying so um i was raised and i asked it because i was raised catholic too um not school but just church through all the way to like maybe fourth fifth grade basically i had my communion uh, they, it got to a point where they were just having us do little things that my mom i just she was just slowly started to get annoyed with she didn't agree with the whole I mean, as you know, Catholics, there's a lot of ritual that comes with it, a lot of practices that come along with it. And that for her, she just felt was, which just wasn't biblical. 
And I remember the last, I think the last draw was they had us kissing a statue of Jesus. Like the entire church had to get up in a line and like kiss. And my mom was just like, you, you don't have to do that. <laughs> she was just like, you don't got to go up to like, And I just remember us never going back to the Catholic church again. And we started going to non-denominational church. But um, yeah. So when you say that, <laughs> it reminds me of this time when, because they had a whole bunch of different masses. And, and I think it's around this Good Friday, Good Thursday. I don't know if there was a Good Saturday, but definitely Good Thursday, Good Friday. Right. And then Easter. I think there's a point where we were supposed to go up and kiss the feet of the statue. Mm -hmm. So each person was doing that. So it reminds me of that. Well, that's, it probably was Easter or something like that. That's probably why we were doing it. And it was weird. Like, they, everybody did it and then we just wipe it off with this little napkin afterwards. And I just remember being so bored and just the slow songs, stand up, sit mm -hmm. down. And I didn't learn anything. I mean, I was young, but I just, I just remember not learning anything. All I knew was when my communion comes, I'm probably going to get at least $100. Because you get a lot of money on your That's all I knew. Like, I was just like, I'm going to get some money and I'm probably going to get some stickers. Like, that's, that's all I was looking forward to. But, um, yeah, you kind of brought me back with that. With the uh, Okay, so today, what do you believe or not believe as of today about... Um, or uh, more specifically, uh, Jesus. I, I'll say that about Christ uh, specifically. So, in general, when it comes to Jesus, um, I believe that, you know, he was this great person, this great man. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if he was God, mm -hmm. you know, incarnate. Like, if he came down and, you know, did all these things, I really don't know. And I really don't think it's ma it matters for me to mm -hmm. know. Like, he might have, he might not have. Uh, there's a lot of things about this world I don't, I don't know and I don't understand. Mm -hmm. But I leave it open to the possibility that it may have happened. All right. My my only issue is, and I don't think it's my fault, you know. And I also don't think uh, it's it's something that has to be somebody else's fault either, mm -hmm. uh, because it's just how the world is. But my issue is that I don't know what's true because there's too many lies. Right. Right. There's too many lies that that have been put out there. There's too much where um, the the Christian church, other churches too, other d religions. It's not just about Christianity. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, Muslims, etc. across the board, uh, Hindus, like there's always groups that are being persecuted and they're using their religion as an excuse for why it's okay. Mm -hmm. Like this group of people are supposed to be uh, servants, slaves, enslaved, whatever you want, you know, how, whatever term you want to use. Right. And this group is supposed to be the ones in power, right. even if they're hypocrites, even if they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Uh, you know, it's just... So that, so in general, um, there's always something being twisted or turned or, or reinterpreted. Uh, you know, like just when it comes to Jesus Christ, there's so many stories about how his story, his mm -hmm. reincarnation um, already happened in other religions when it comes to Haru and, mm -hmm. you know, um, Egyptian mythology, I'm, you know, religion, however you want to talk. Oh, about that's it. funny. I'm, I'm on that path now. And it's in this Easter Sunday is funny because. I'm on that path now where I think I'm um, becoming a purist. Like I didn't necessarily celebrate Easter this weekend because it, it didn't happen this weekend. Jesus didn't like as, as I'm peeling things from my research back. Jesus died on a Wednesday, and he, as far as the resurrection, it happened on a Saturday. So why Easter isn't yeah. even Easter is the name of some ancient goddess from Northern Europe? Why is it? It has nothing. Right. It's a pagan holiday. 
Like so, and I I think you're right in terms of I for me I've I've labeled them as distortions. Like these are all distortions that I think weaken Christianity, and it makes it it gives ammo to it may it just makes it so easy to pick apart Christianity and demon as a, a all but false. And from what I researched to the point what you're speaking of in terms of the him and the resurrections and things like that, it was. At least for the Christians, it, it, what they did was, as they tried to, uh, as they tried to recruit more Christians, and they met a lot of pagans, they would align different, different celebrations of things he did with their holidays. So they would like Christmas for or Easter, just for that for that example. They would celebrate Christ's resurrection at the same time they celebrated their Easter to the, and then eventually get to a point to where they said oh, almost like a compromise. So, OK, we can still have Easter, but let's make it about Christ. Same thing with Christmas. We can still have Christmas, but let's make it about Christ's birth, even though he wasn't born in December. Like they would just kind of find these ways to get people to say, OK, you can still practice whatever you practice, but make it about Christ. And it's almost become like this. I don't know if like alchemist type thing of it's just become a non-pure representation of Christ. And to, it's like this whole it kind of reminds me a lot of what you hear Jehovah's Witness and Seven Day Adventists say, which I don't know too much of what they believe. But I just know of how there's just so many things they don't do that the rest of the popular Christian, you know, religions practice. So I'm kind of on that journey now of going down that road of saying, OK, what's what what really what's really real and what's really not in not just kind of following what's popular to do because I feel like that's part of the that's been part of the destruction of um, the Christian yeah no I, I agree and, and um, when it comes to you know flaws and anything mm-hmm. I always think it's not fair to pick apart one thing and not look at it in the context of the whole world like the okay. whole world is flawed when you think about people people are flawed mm-hmm. uh, my cousin Mike and I had a conversation with him once. I don't remember how he got on it, but he was just telling me how his priest, uh, I don't remember, who, I guess it was a priest. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might have been a Mormon priest. I don't remember. If, I'm not sure if Mormons have priests. I'm assuming they have priests. Right. But um, one of their leaders, he had a conversation with them, and they told him how religion is imperfect. God is perfect, but religion is imperfect. Right. Uh-huh. And that's what we always have to remember. Yeah. So we, you know, there's so many stories about people who leave churches because whoever the leader was. Right. Church hurt. You know, they, they call, they tend just to call it. Right. Yeah. Twisted their mindsets and things like that. Um, so there's that. But yeah. But going back to what you were asking about before. I always think about how uh, my not understanding or knowing what really happened when it comes to Jesus, mm-hmm. uh, what is really going on, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you know, it might, be, it, it might be an excuse to say, okay, I don't want to do this. I don't want to read anything about this. But no, it really drove me to say, okay, I want to read more about it. I want to see yep. what else is going on out there. Yep. What else is what other, What else is there? And one of the things that I, I also remember is uh, my cousin Sarah. Mm-hmm. She said, I mean, she introduced me to this guy named Anthony Browder. He had this, this book called, uh, I think it's like the 22 Case Files. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Um, but he has this book. And then he also has another book called Now Valley Contributions to, to Civilization. Mm-hmm. 
And that's the first time I came across anything that connected Egyptian religions, mythology, etc., to the whole, you know, resurrection story and Mm -hmm. all of that. And, and, um, you know, so there's a lot of, it's not just this book, there's plenty of other books that talk about how um, Christianity was influenced by, you know, these, these stories and these Mm -hmm. stories are older than Christianity, right? Mm -hmm. Like, um, yeah, so it's just all these things. Like I, I could, like, you know, what if, what if Christianity, what if Jesus Christ isn't the person that I was um, being asked about? I would be asked about somebody else. And then if I was asked about that other person or that other God mm-hmm. or goddess, all those stories about those gods and goddesses talk about how they were flawed, right? Right. And I really think it has to do with the fact that it's our, you know, I, I don't know, puny human brains. <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it. But our minds are nothing compared to a supreme being. Our minds are nothing compared to, um, you know, an entity right. that could have created all this. Yeah. And we're only talking about Earth. We're not even talking about like the rest the universe of the universe in, in, in its solar entirety. System. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then not even a universe, a multiverse. Right? Oh, yeah. We're, okay. we're, so it's, it's, it's more yeah. than that. <laughs> yeah, like we don't even know. We don't even know. There's just all these things that we don't know. So in our mind, we're trying to make sense of things the way that people in the past did. And even right now, they'll, mm-hmm. they'll come up with these stories to try to make sense of things. Right? Yeah. It's kind of like when you look at something and you're like, oh, that looks like a face. It's because a face is what we recognize most. Like we're trying to personify things. We're trying to make it make sense right. in our mind. Right. Yeah. You th- so, yeah. You think very similarly to me in terms of I think we're both technical with, with- STEM people tend to get that. Uh, people with STEM background tend to get that label of being technical. Like we can, we, we kind of need to know. We kind of need to break things down to a science and know the details of everything. Where other people don't, they don't really need all that. They just need enough to get them to the next step. <laughs> but that's kind of how our brain. I think our brains kind of naturally work. There's actually a whole thing about that that I, I, I learned recently. Like everybody's kind of put in a category, and I realize I'm technical. There's there's structure. There's technical. There's action oriented. And there's relationship oriented people. Um, I'm a very technical person, so that's but it's helped me. I feel like okay, God, you gave me this brain, so I'm gonna use it, and I'm not gonna be afraid to use it. You made it, so so if I come across something that's making me question this or question that, you gave me is you made it. You know what I'm saying? Like you, I, you can't, I can't. So when you think about the, the priest, I was telling you, oh, don't ask questions. I'm like that, like. I can't fault you know what I'm saying it's my brain asks questions like that's uh, there's nothing I feel like if, if, I feel like it's it's a strength and a tool to be used to further my walk and further my journey and further my relationship and um the mistake I, I made at one point was just relying on my own understanding instead of seeking and and I think it's a common mistake a lot of people make they kind of create their own understanding and in a sense kind of create their own belief or religion system where they're not seeking anymore they're kind of just settled and they're like okay i don't know this i don't know that so i'm just kind of sit here where i'm comfortable you know what i mean and then just live my life based off of whatever whatever just makes me comfortable where i'm at and um i got to a point where i was like no if you don't know you don't don't create like just keep seeking you know what i mean like just keep seeking keep seeking because i feel like it's kind of like a workout for my faith, at least, it's like a, it just strengthens it. The question, the, the deeper the question, the more of a 
the more it pushes back against it, then it's just uh, it's the stronger the workout it'll be at the end of the day. That's, that's how I I see it. The other thing I'll mention too is that sometimes people don't have the ability or, or, or don't have the bandwidth the time to even get into questioning more mm. because they're thinking about I need to take care of my kid or I need to finish this project sure. for my job or sure. I need to figure out how I'm going to get a job yeah. all these other things you know, yeah. Like, yeah. But, but yeah no, but I agree with it doesn't get prioritized yeah you're right um, you said which was really the, the, the main focus of this conversation as we're going into is slavery why do you feel like black people are, are Christian and should they even be Christian just in, in general like all around the world I, I want to I ask that from the standpoint of understanding that it was um, people that considered themselves Christians who enslaved a lot of Africans around the world that, and that just just for the audience to understand like why I framed it that way that was why like why would why would these group of people who were enslaved by Christians turn around and still be Christian you know what I mean so, so I think it goes back to what you were talking what you were talking about before uh-huh. um, so with my family being from Haiti um, and then me not being someone who's like an expert when it comes to Haitian history or things like that but I'm really interested in them I keep reading more and more about it uh-huh. uh, and I have a whole bunch of books about Haiti in my library um, but um, voodoo was a big part of the Haitian history right. like voodoo was just a big part of uh, the people who aren't even called Haitians yet mm. who won that indigenous. independence right yeah right. not even yeah indigenous indigenous to Africa but not indigenous to the to the whole island oh I see what or you're to saying. the Haitian you're side you know? so the Africans so like that they, were that came to uh, Hispaniola right right okay right and the original name of the island was Aiti so that was the the Taino name, mm-hmm. Arawak name. Oh, I thought it was Hispaniola. Um, ta- okay, cool. Hispaniola was the name given to it by the European right. um, colonizers. Yeah, so they're they're the enslavers. So they're the ones who decided that they were going to call it Hispaniola uh-huh. because Christopher Columbus set his foot on there, and then now it's Hispaniola. <laughs> <laughs> so now, yeah. Right. But no, it was originally called IET, mm-hmm. uh, and that was the original indigenous name for it, and that's called the, the Land of Mountains. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not going to go too deep into it, but IET was the original name. The enslaved people who won, who won um, and fought back against the the colonizers, they took the original name mm-hmm. and made it, you know, just for the left side. They called that IET. Right. They, know, and they, then re- they wanted to they make the whole the name yeah. to the island. Okay. Yeah. So it's basically like they're bringing it back to where it was. You know, they're not even calling it New Ghana. Or new Daomi or new Benin. Right. They're calling it IET again. So it's kind of you know like I, I always respect that. Yeah, yeah. You know that they they were going to bring it back to the indigenous name, and then they wanted to make the whole island called IET. But you know that's another story for another time. But um, so religion, you know, when it comes to voodoo, um, and I don't know the whole history around it, but that was what connected a lot of the enslaved people, even though they came from a whole bunch of different tribes, mm-hmm. a whole bunch of different villages. Um, and while they were enslaved, they were still they still had to practice their Christian religion, right? And but it was it was disguised, and they still do it today. Some people say, you know, again, mm-hmm. I'm not an expert. I can't tell you that I'm an expert from but from the limited understanding that I have, um, like the different gods 
and goddesses or loas uh-huh. of the voodoo religion, they could directly connect them to the different saints, or they could connect, you know, to to Mary. I, th- I believe Mary was connected to Urzuli, uh-huh. um, you know, and different things like that. You said the saints. So you said the different, I guess, the different figures in in voodoo connected are connected to the different figures within uh, Christianity. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, what I'm saying is that they would disguise it. Right? Oh, they would disguise that they were practicing voodoo. But um, there was some connection. You know, there was some way to disguise that they were still practicing voodoo right. by, you know, just disguising the fact that they were still praying to some or, or whatever term they were they would use. Maybe they didn't even use the word Pray, pra- right, praying, right. Maybe it was worshiping, whatever it was. But yeah, my point is that. Um, you can still disguise what you're doing and still, you know, bring it back to the to the motherland, to your original beliefs mm-hmm. and still do it in Christianity, in Christian form. Mm-hmm. I could never tell you, I could never tell somebody, um, you know, what their belief is and, you know, the origins of their belief, mm-hmm. how they should pray or, or worship. But according to a lot of these books, or according to a lot of experts who've done a lot of reading about this, mm-hmm. You know, Christianity is not, or, or you know, like the, the Christianity came from somewhere else, right. in terms, or was influenced by somewhere else. Right. Obviously, Christianity comes from Jesus Christ and the way he practiced his faith, or you know, like his his or his way of life. Mm-hmm. And then you know, those who decided they want to be followers, they became Christians. But there's all this talk about is it called the Council of Nicene? I don't I don't remember exactly, but mm-hmm. like there's there's this discussion there's this talk about how these people came together and they decided what we were going to believe as christians and whether or not jesus christ was a god mm-hmm. and all these things and and um you know it's again and i don't want people listening to this thinking that i think i know it all because i don't <laughs> <laughs> well, just, i think the point you know, is nobody does i think yeah. that's the point of yeah conversation no, but even yeah. some things that i'm saying i hope uh, you know if i'm getting anything wrong right now right. those of you who are experts I apologize. <laughs> um, you know. No, no, no. Okay, so so to tie it back in, so okay. With that being said, wait. Was that your answer as to why you feel like black still? Um, you feel like it's because we just found a way to still, uh, at least in, in the example that you so, gave of Haitians. Wh- Go ahead. What I'm saying is there's there's no one answer. There's okay, no one answer. Okay. So for some people. They were born into Christianity because mm-hmm. their family practiced Christianity. Right. And their family may not know why they practice Christianity. Okay. You know, and what the reason why they may be practicing it is because of what I was saying before, mm-hmm. where it was disguised. You know, like, obviously it depends. Like, I'm, I'm talking from a Haitian background. Mm-hmm. So it may be, it may be, be that some people in Haiti, like for my family, had been practicing, you know, the voodoo slash Christian form of religion uh-huh. and then they may have changed over time because you know how you can have you can have two parents right. who maybe believe in the same thing maybe they don't right. who knows but then the kids they're being influenced by the parents uh-huh. and then they may decide what direction they want to go in they may choose to become you know more literal uh-huh. believers of whatever's in the bible or, or they may go in the direction of some some other direction uh-huh. but all i'm saying is that there's all these different things that keep changing over time, just like us as as people, right? Uh-huh. Like we have our parents. Um, yeah, we have the genetic the genetic um, markers, the DNA that we got from them. 
we might have got some of their personalities, but something changed along the way, right? Uh-huh. And and my point is that we don't necessarily know, or at least I don't know. I don't know why some people practice religion. They may not know why they practice religion. Just like I don't know why, um, you know, I got some of my parents' DNA and not others, right? Right. But all I know is that definitely I was influenced by my parents. Um, they may not know how they were influenced by those before. Yeah. Hopefully this metaphor isn't going too far. <laughs> isn't confusing. But yeah, my point is like, I could never really answer that. I can never really answer it. But yeah. what I can say though, is that I do believe that, like I said at the beginning, there are things that unfortunately we've been lied to about, you know, uh-huh. um, because there's people who want to manipulate us just like they manipulated the enslaved people in the past. Right. right. Um, there's this guy I'll bring him in as an example. He was a multiracial person um, in the U.S. His name was William Apis. Uh-huh. And he was a Methodist priest. A-P-P-E-S-S or A-P-E-S-S. They, they spell it different ways. Uh-huh. And I, I teach this class about social success where I talk about how we have all these different texts over time that have influenced how we think about social success. Uh-huh. And just like in the Declaration of Independence, where it talks about what a successful society looks like, right? Uh-huh. They talk about the life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and it's self-evident that we have these God-given rights and all this other stuff. They're saying that this idea about how society is supposed to be came from God, their idea of what a God looks like. And in my class, uh-huh. I bring up that text, and then I also bring up one of William Apis's texts where he talks about, where he, he's giving a eulogy about this this um, Native American person whose his name was King Philip. Without getting too deep into it, I really appreciate this text because he was a Christian. William Apis was a Christian. Right. Um, he's the one giving this eulogy about this guy named King Philip. And he's talking about how King Philip and all the different Native Americans who were being called savages, uh-huh. every time they tried to practice Christianity, uh-huh. every time they tried to practice Christianity, every time they tried to turn the other cheek, do all this other stuff whatever agreement had been put in place was used against them because the white people who were you know trying to take their land or trying to take their weapons or trying to do whatever Mm -hmm. it was would would use it against them they wouldn't follow whatever it was that they're asking the native americans to do but the native americans would do it and then that would be their advantage over the native americans because you know, like if you're if you're there and you're not going to fight back because you think that it's better not to fight back, right? Because you think that that's the Christian thing to do, then all of, all of a sudden, now you can't defend yourself. All right, y'all. I hope y'all enjoyed that conversation and were able to pull something uh, from it that'll be useful to you in the future. Um, I just wanted to hop on the back in here and add a few context to things. Uh, one being Catholicism. Um, I-, I wanted to kind of give somewhat of a definition to it for those that have never experienced it or, or are fam- aren't necessarily familiar with it. It is the most fr- firm, uh, popular form of Christianity. Um, and, and it is it is part of, a part of Christianity. Uh, I don't want to get that confused. It is considered to be a form of Christianity. Catholics are Christians. It does fall under the umbrella 
of being Christian. They do believe in Jesus Christ as their savior and will come back and that he died for their sins, etc. Uh, they, they just have a different way of worshiping and, and praising him as well as they do worship uh, or pray to what they call saints as well. And um, it doesn't necessarily make them not Christian. They just have a different way of uh, of worshiping. But um, from there, 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 it kind of it draws a line of what what they believe in, what they do versus other forms of Christianity. So, um, and that kind of brings me to my next point of um, of how that version of Christianity, especially especially if you if you're from the Caribbean or your family is such as myself, was the first form of Christianity that many blacks have been introduced to um uh, there, of course there's other forms of well obviously protestant would, would be another popular one or baptist but um for a lot of us out there that was the first form of christianity that we were introduced to and um i, I would just speak on on that and, and challenge a lot of people on that not to look at christianity just solely through the viewpoint of how it was introduced to them but kind of try to explore other other types of christianity out there uh even more pure forms like i was speaking about on the conversation because uh, a lot of times what you were introduced to isn't necessarily uh what it is or or what everybody else is doing so um you know i I see a lot online of of black people as we spoke about the conversation just kind of speaking about a white jesus uh you know black people worshiping a white jesus and things like that like i don't i don't worship no white jesus so you know what i mean but there's kind of this notion of it just being this white man's religion religion that came from europe and there's so much uh there's so much this this is so much debunking that could be done to all of that and um i I would i would actually shout out the the jude three project that's j-u-d-e three the number uh j-u-d-e the number three in project that's actually their whole initiative is kind of um challenging this whole narrative of of christianity just being this white man's religion when literally there's black people in the bible you know what i mean so um we're gonna dive deeper more into that in the future Uh, i just wanted to touch on that a little bit and and kind of get people to kind of start peeling back the onion behind just having this this wall up of of being closed off or walking away from christianity because simply because They've allowed their mindset to be that it's it's a white person's religion and I'm black and I shouldn't be worshiping that or, you know, it was used to enslave us. So I shouldn't be worshiping that. And I just want to let people know it goes a little deep than that, you know. But, um, yeah, I hope you enjoy the conversation and uh, there's more to come for sure.